Good evening, Bob. Hello there. How's it going? Uh, this is I'm Actually Comics. My name is Tristan, and as I said before, huh. this is Bob. Spoilers. I know. Uh, I, I say that too much. I messed it up. Uh, but uh, this is uh, this is a comic podcast that comes to you from Coast City Comics, the premier uh, Coast City Comics in Portland, Maine. Yes. Uh, one of one of the best Coast City Comics in Portland. Oh, um, I'd go so far as to say Portland, Maine's premier Coast City Comics. <laughs> wow, <laughs> we're doing so good. Uh, yeah, and no, uh, you are the premier shop in town in my hey, book. Uh, in my book, it's very kind, but I don't want to. I don't want to judge, man. Yeah. We can all just do our own thing. I'm all about judgment. Oh, okay. I love judging. <laughs> then I get the bronze. You get the. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! I'm bad at this. Uh, but yeah, that's this not is, the good. That's not the metal you want. I don't know. I, I don't care for. I don't care for these precious metals, man. This commercialism, man, it's really bumming me out. You, you need to get a hold of Uncle Roger's valuable friend. Holy fuck! <laughs> uh, so there's this comic that we found in the back of the store, and it's called Uncle Roger's Valuable Friend, and it sounds like he has a heroin addiction, but it is not that. No. Uh, in fact, his valuable friend is an adorable robot who just gets fucking tortured yeah, yeah. through this comic. <laughs> it is just the adventures of this adorable robot that's like, uh, that. it's not even like the robot is stupid. It's like Uncle Roger is like, hey robot, why don't you go touch these power lines? I don't know if I should do that, Uncle Robert. Ah! <laughs> yeah, the and robot is just... explodes. The robot is constantly electrocuted. Also, there's a panel with a bird getting electrocuted and whoever programmed this robot programmed him to feel pain which seems like a really bad idea he hates yeah. being electrocuted yeah, he is in excruciating it. pain what a great comic book for yeah. kids i was it's, it's I w- supposed to train kids to not get electrocuted I think. I think so yeah i think so i think indeed that is exactly what he's supposed to do but there is this one visual effect on an exploding uh electrical <laughs> yes. like it's an electrical circuit that's um uh, overloaded with plugs and it's it's sparking and it has this amazing Kirby crackle like spackling <laughs> that's like really really for the for the comic like the color effect is really great. I think of that as the Tandy crackle from that Tandy comic Ooh, that Tandy used it a crackle. lot. I like it. <laughs> Do you remember that? I have I have a you, of collection course, of, of Tandy comics, but, uh, they but had, I'm not sure I know which one exactly. They had you mean. their own version of Kirby Crackle, Ooh. and it was like their own little dot thing that that indicated energy, and it was on all of those Tandy comics. Oh, and it's very to... strange because it, I think of that like that knockoff Kirby as a Tandy Crackle now because of thinking of that that effect in that comic interesting i don't know it was just trs 80 whiz kids had their own that's the one you gotta love that yeah that was uh the the hard drive for that was a tape recorder oh neat you could use magnetic tape like cassette tapes in that thing to store information that's cool i got actually um amazing i got suspended from school for prying the letters off of the keyboard on a TRS-80 because you could Jesus, pop... you were a fucking delinquent. <laughs> I, I was just an asshole. Uh, <laughs> you could pop them off and and theoretically they would just pop back on. Right, but if you yeah, yeah. did it wrong, you broke the keys, which is why well, I did it because I did it too hard. But I would spell swear words with the keys in funny ways. And then I got sent home from school that day. 
I really, I shouldn't say I get suspended. I just get sent home from school. They're like, get, get the fuck out of here. You just cost like a bunch of damage to this fucking shit computer that at the time was very expensive. This teacher who makes $12 a year has to replace this computer out of her own paycheck. His. Uh, anyway, this is a fifth week. That's why we're killing time. There's not a lot of annuals. comics. Annuals. It's lots of annuals. Um, but some good stuff. Uh, let's yeah. talk about it. Let's okay. talk about some things. Uh, Alice Ever After is finishing this week, and that is five of five. You know how I feel about it. I'm not a fan of the genre of uh, of like extremizing and making things sad in the world of like, classic children's literature. Mm. I think it's kind of lame. I think it's kind of hackneyed. Uh, but again, the 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 art is beautiful, and yeah. it's it's a well done book. And if you if you dig this kind of thing, it's pretty good. And, you know, Alice has that history with, you know, Go Ask Alice and Alice the Spunkmeyer. And, you know, yeah. there's it does have a history of that. So it's of all the of all of the children's stories, this is the one to forgive for this kind of treatment, because the the drug story has been kind of built up throughout popular culture for a very long time. So, mm, you know, her being how. a laudanum addict or whatever it is in this comic is kind of a thing that... <laughs> has been has been discussed in other in other media uh, so amazing fantasy 1000 now bob can you explain this to me please dear god explain it uh i mean can i explain why is it called amazing fantasy 1000 i think and i'm i don't i don't know but if i'm gonna speculate i'm gonna say that they did some math mm. yes and they figured out that if amazing fantasy had not been canceled that it might be hitting that, okay. issue one thousand. I mean, that was my that was my that was my estimate as well. That or was, that was what they were saying. They're so. just they just called it that. I mean, I think it's probably a because combination like, well, of those two things. But the thing that doesn't make sense is that in nineteen sixty one, Amazing Fantasy was only on number fifteen. Uh, so you know, Detective Comics just got to a thousand. So I don't think. Well, I mean, okay, that's so possible. Here's the thing: is that through legacy numbering. Uh, like Marvel is doing this thing, this legacy numbering thing. And technically amazing Spider-Man is at issue 902. Right. That was last issue. Yeah. Was Cause they had the big number one, 900. Yeah. That was also so, number six. Whatever that, whatever that represents. I, I, I could not figure out what I they were guessing. No, this I, all meant, I think they're just calling it 1000 sure. because they did like Marvel comics, 1000, which did make sense. Like that would have been, but I don't think amazing Perfect. fantasy would have, unless maybe somehow the first issue came out around, you know, and they just, it took them three decades to do three, 15 issues. Who knows? Whatever. Who anyway, who knows? It's an anthology of and, Spider-Man comics. And it's super cool. Yeah. It's actually yeah, really good. It, there's a lot of great stuff in it. I'm excited to see Dan Slott back. That was really exciting. Um, I'm really excited to see what he does. I don't know what's going on with his new Spider-Man book. Yeah. I really, I'm my my fingers are kind of crossed that they're gonna do, they're gonna keep Amazing separate, and that they're gonna do kind of a spectacular Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man side by side kind of thing like they used to, yeah. which I would be totally into. You know, like a, a Peter Parker you know, separation. That would be super fun. Um, and I would, I would be totally into that, especially if they don't cross over very often. Um, and that the stories are like different takes from different whatevers, but, um, cool. I liked it. And I also like the fact that it wasn't a $10 book. It was an $8 book. Yeah. That was kind of nice. Normally when they do those big prestige things, they go for the gusto and do a $10 book. This was 
slightly more affordable. Also, all the art in it is they had like top yeah, yeah. quality artists, oh. and there is a story in it that is uh, billed as a direct uh, continuation from Amazing Fantasy Fifteen. Uh, so <laughs> oh, I'm not I really sure. I didn't that. didn't read it. Read it, but it's by Kurt Busiek and the Dodsons. Cool. Um, and oh, there's yeah, yeah. like you got like Jim Chung, and you got uh, who else? Um, a bunch of people in there. A bunch um, of people. Yeah, sorry, I just put Jay- it down, so now I can't, I've already forgotten all the things that are in it. <laughs> just completely erased your brain. <laughs> Literally, it's in I front of me, and I just put it down. Way. I don't know. Should should I have addressed the elephant in the room about the, the big flood and all that crap? Should, oh. should I mention that? Nobody gives a shit. I'll just say that if you come into the store and you happen to notice that oh, yeah. things, are, things are fucking chaotic and the pinball machines are down and all that stuff, unfortunately, when th- there was a massive torrential downpour that was like a flash flood... And it caused a sewer backup. We lost a bunch of stuff in the basement. Uh, had to toss a whole bunch of stuff. But luckily, we had. Luckily, Bob was there. He helped out a lot. Um, I went from one flood to the other because it was flooded on the coast on uh, the by at my job. That's right. although not in my job, but like the the whole wharf where I work was flooded. Jesus! But I was able to get out without having to drive through it, and then I came up here. Yeah. So. We managed to mitigate it. Brock helped. That was really nice, nice too. Thanks, Brock. Um, and yeah, and so we we got out of it fine. But now everything's upstairs, and I'm just still trying to kind of make a decision as to what we're going to do with all of this stuff. Hence, me finding Uncle Roger's valuable. Exactly. Friend. You know, you're not going to find <laughs> Uncle Roger's valuable friend if you don't pull all the shit out of the basement. <laughs> I'm happy, hope you're happy. God, it's stuck in my head now. Um, Okay, so anyway, that's it. That's the deal. That's really all we needed to say about that. Anyway, uh, there's a lot of toys in this week. I'll just kind of briefly mention some of them, especially this one. Uh, The Toonie Terrors line that's sort of the what if these horror characters were in Scooby-Doo kind of thing. Um, They did an American Werewolf in London two-pack of Jack and the Wolf, and it's so good. It's beautiful. Uh, So, big thumbs up to that. Uh, Okay, Ant number five. Yes. It's it's an Ant, Savage Dragon, and Spawn crossover. Spawn, yeah. Yeah. Multi-issue, by the way, so go back and get the bag issues if you're a Spawn completist. So weird. We were just talking about how odd this is. That, like, he has just kind of he just liked this comic book called Ant, bought it from the creator, said, I would like to have your IP because the creator wasn't doing anything with it. And yeah. now Larson's just making Ant comics because he loves this property for some reason. Yeah. It's super strange, but there you go. Um, I'm glad that the creator got a paycheck and uh, he seems to be having a blast with this book. Yeah, he does. When Larson uh, does wacky, he goes all in. Yeah. And speaking of ants, how about an ant man? Uh, I love the I. You know, honestly, I haven't read the, the first one. Came one. out. I um, like this quite a bit. Well, I, yeah, like I got it. Like I haven't read the first one yet, and I haven't read this one because I haven't so, read the first one. But, I didn't read the first one, and I read this one, so I was a little lost. But I really like yeah. this. I like this little well, story art. Tom, Tom Riley is awesome. I love the art on this. The art is so good. So this is like if you're a art fan, you know, like it's worth picking up just for that. But um it looks good yeah um okay so speaking of toys again we did also get the new wave of marvel legends which is mm, yeah blue marvel uh model 70 iron man uh madam hydra quake speedball uh the herald of galactus thor and u.s agent 
which are all really good-looking figures. The speedball in particular is actually yes. quite good. It's the classic speedball. Is it weird that I was actually disappointed? I was like, okay, number one, he should have the weird little fucking speedballs with him. Sure, yeah, some I, kind of little plastic exactly, doohickey little plastic that attaches to him. That's got the... And I also wanted... I, I don't know why, but the fact that he has his own animal... That, <laughs> I was like, Neil's the bouncing cat. Yeah, I was like... Why don't, why don't we have a Niels the Bouncing Cat? I just love that. Who? Why would they... They named his cat Niels. Like, it's, it's just such a weird name for a cat. Of all the things, it could have been anything. It could have been anything that relates to bouncing. Yeah. But no, he's just... His Niels. name is Niels. And was he ever part of the Marvel he, Pets? Like, yes, did they yeah, have yeah, him? Yeah, yeah. okay. That's cool. I assume he's named after Niels, Niles Bohr. Is that uh, right? Because he's a science guy? Oh, yeah. Is he like a science creation? That could be, yeah. I. Who knows? Um... Either way, uh, Schrodinger is that the Schrodinger's cat guy? Uh, Niels Bohr. He was a uh, I think uh, he was a, a cold f- a fishing. Oh wait, Schrodinger would be the Schro- Schrodinger's, Schrodinger's cat was, guy. Was the Schrodinger's cat hey, guy. But, uh, right now, no. Hi. Nah, listen, I'm not up on my physicists either. Um, so let me see. Uh, a very exciting thing out this week is the Batman '89 hardcover. We got the complete set there oh, nice. and that is a beautiful looking set um i you can... haven't seen it in person but i believe if you pull the uh the slip case off it it looks like a video cassette of batman the movie oh nice uh cool. i believe that is what i saw on the internet um there's a super cool ya book called batman's mystery case book that is clearly uh modeled after one of the most successful uh, manga in the history of manga called Cased Closed. And it looks very similar, but it's like almost like a parody of it. It's cool. It looks great. I'm, I'm super into it. I might even actually read this one. Huh. Because even though it's, a, it's clearly aimed at a YA audience, it looks fun. Huh. It's a, like, can you, can you solve this mystery before the world's greatest detective is the, oh. the tag on the front of it. So it's like a... Cool. Like, what was that thing called? Challengers? No. Uh, Choose your own adventure? No, the old DC series where it was like, oh, can you figure the out DC the, challenge. The DC challenge, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's what it was. That's kind of a letdown, that series. <laughs> yeah, because nobody could have figured it out. <laughs> there were not actually clues in it, and they just made it up as they went. Yeah, I don't like it when there's like, what was the other thing? That's why I didn't like the long Halloween, actually. Oh. Like, I thought the art was great and the story was fine, oh, but it was like... It it pitched as this thing that you could solve and there's no way you could possibly have solved that. That mystery. is true. You could not have solved that mystery. <laughs> and it pissed me off when I got to the end and I was just like the whole time I've been speculating on all this shit based on clues in the book. And then it's just this other shit. Yep. Now I don't remember the. I do hate it when that happens. Yeah. Um, Hey, you know, what's interesting. DC is saved by the bell <laughs> rev. <laughs> uh, it is actually interesting. Yeah. I thought this was a really fun, uh, just DC Universe anthology book. It's got um, AC Slater locked up in an insane asylum. Yeah. It's got uh, it's got a Junibaugh cover. It's got uh, the Return of Gotham Academy uh, by the original creative team. It's got a Suicide Squad story that feels like it's like the movie's team. Yeah. You know, the oh, good yeah. movie team. Uh, there's a Super Sons. Yep. Um, there's also a Green Arrow and Speedy with uh, you know Arsenal Roy Harper Speedy who is you know i don't know there's a black lightning ca- hats uh, off story. to roy harper hats off to roy harper and we were just talking about led zeppelin earlier yeah it's the themes they keep returning there's tiny titans isn't it 
by the creative rail the all the and I then, love Tiny Tiny. Yeah, yeah, they're in it, and then there's a really great like Black Lightning story in it, and it was just I thought it was fun as a DC anthology universe guy. There's also yeah. a uh, Nightwing and uh, Batgirl go on go to the prom story. Perfect. Of course, hijinks ensue. And nothing could be as exciting as Deadpool Bad Blood. I refuse to read it. <laughs> good. I, have, I know I'll have nothing good to say about it, so what's the point? This is, oh, up next is something that is very exciting, though. Uh, so we have the Flash Annual, which is <laughs> awesome. This is it's pretty fun. This is a really good idea. I didn't really know. I had to have somebody tell me what was going on. Uh, a customer who bought it explained it, and I was like, oh, now I have to read it. Because yeah. apparently his girlfriend is a, a romance novelist, and this is the this is the story that she writes. Uh, it's She's written fan fiction. Yes. And the fan fiction takes the form of uh, some, f- some fun. It's basically yeah. like a space... It's awesome. Um, it's really yeah. fun. Yeah, it's pretty fun, and the art's good. Uh, it was not a it was not a bring home for me, but uh, I did I think the concept really cool. was very yeah, funny. Yeah. Uh, Zero War, the uh, Fortnite Marvel crossover. Mm. People seem to love it. Mm. Um, we've got speaking <laughs> speaking of bad French accents. Huh. Next up, we have Gambit. Gambit. <laughs> Zutalor, mon ami. Share. Share. Je suis mort. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Via Candios, my darling. Uh, nope, that's not no, it. That's a different language. Uh, G.I. Joe, Real American Hero 297 is out. That's a, you know, I would have picked that up and flipped through it if I had seen it. I didn't see it. Um, the most exciting thing, uh, and speaking of things that I want to take home, uh, that would be the Gremlins accessory pack from NECA that came out <laughs> this week. Cool. It comes with two gizmos, two little gizmos that are of the correct size to match the NECA stripe and the, like the actual gremlins. So the mm. gremlins are considerably bigger. The Mogwai is really small and it also comes with a weird little, uh, he has a little, uh, the Barbie dream car that oh, he fits nice. into. And it comes with the, uh, the aerobics outfit for the gremlin. <laughs> it comes with a gigantic egg. It comes with a robber outfit where he had the, the ski crap. mask that the the gremlin had it's so good this is like uh neck is doing such such good work with this stuff it's really fun so uh yeah nice very excited um uh, this is apropos of nothing mostly because i was like because who i sold this to most recently was a kid like who was super excited about gremlins like he he bought this today and he was just like yeah, it's so cool. I can't oh, nice. wait to do this. I got to find a gremlin to put it on. <laughs> you know, like he was excited to like about the whole schmiel. He loves gremlins. And I had heard someone complaining recently about like about it was it was one of these like writers podcasts and they were kind of talking about um about how writers always want to be like like older writers are like, "Yeah, you know, the the young girl who's going to be in it." She's going to listen to music that the old ass writer likes. Oh, like Stranger Things. Like like Stranger Things. I, I mean the the exact example that always comes up in my head is uh Hamburger Phone, the fucking pregnancy uh can't remember the name of it. Um but it was the movie about the the girl who gets pregnant and it basically wound up being an anti-abortion movie that all the hipsters loved back in the day and it sold a shit ton of hamburger phones. 
I'm going to call it Junji. Um, but it was... Uh, Jumanji? Sure. Let's call it Jumanji. Uh, but that fucking... That you know what? People Jumanji. hate that in podcasts. Hold on. Juno. Thank Juno. God. Yeah, oh, my God. Juno. I should have paused that. Now I'm going to fuck this whole podcast up by having these things merge over. But uh, whatever. It's Juno. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. And that's that's the one I always think of is because she's like, I'm excited about this music that's like not her generation. Oh, music. yeah. Okay. And it's it's a real heavy plot point. Yeah. Um, as opposed to Stranger Things, which is taking place in the time when that music would be out. Yeah, so but it, it was out. But no, it, right, it, it was unrealistic that sure. those people would be listening to it. Listen, don't don't start with me about when the single for that Smith song came out versus when that. Uh, uh-huh. She would have had to have gone to the UK and picked up a brand new single of that before the album came out. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> sorry. Or at the very, no, that yeah. is the nerdiest fucking thing I've ever done in my life. I did no, not mean that. There was that, but there was also like you know, oh, of course, this guy already knows the full entire uh, Master of Puppets. Um, yeah, yeah, or whatever. Right. Of course, that. but but it was interesting because today, all day actually, or. And yesterday, I had been playing, like, shitty 80s music because, like, I was stressed out. So, like, really bad pop music tends to be kind of a calm down. I don't want to listen to, like, metal or anything. I want to just have kind of a chill thing. So I listened to, like, the Rhino pop compilation of 80s songs. All right. The number of tween age kids in the store that started singing along with songs that I would not have known in the 80s. Wow was shocking <laughs> and it was like multiple weird songs that I would never in a billion years have guessed that kids would have known yeah. and so I think there's some truth to it yeah. <laughs> is really all I'm saying it, I mean, it was a fascinating thing I'm friends with multiple people who are much younger than me who are obsessed with like Oingo Boingo and stuff like yeah, that yeah. so it's like it's definitely and and who was listening to that back yeah. then it's interesting. You know, I mean, also like listening to the Red Hot Chili Peppers used to get you beat up. I know. Like, you know, like I'm so like it's like the some of the stuff that's like so mainstream now. It's yeah. like, you know, you used to get like I remember a guy trying to fight me at the main mall when I was like in band. We went down for like a thing and so it was like <laughs> had like a chili peppers t-shirt or something i don't know whatever it was he was like what are you some kind of skater (laughs) and i was like and you could smoke i was smoking in the mall yeah as a kid remember that (laughs) they had this little there was like little depressions that you could kind of sit in yeah because the smoke just stays there so it doesn't bother (laughs) (laughs) anyway we're supposed to talk about comics i know boy i miss smoking anyway uh i I do too i miss skating and smoking I, i actually still do it sometimes fucking monster i know it's really bad but i hang out with people who smoke and it's really hard not to smoke sometimes yeah i would imagine so i do very good job of not doing it very much well i do a really good job of not having smoked since i was 22 oh wow that's way better than me (laughs) uh okay so let's see what did we leave off with there we go halftone horror the history of horror movie comics Ooh! hey guess what i'm gonna pick up a copy of this wow shocker but this is really fun it's uh it is not it's not ground that has been covered very much by anybody this is all licensed horror movie comics huh talking about the child's play comic book nice talking about all of the evil dead comic books talking about like all of these things that are licensed from horror movies turned into comics uh talking about your 
Jaws 2, the Marvel Super Special from 1978, say, for example. Which Damien sent me a message uh, like two days ago. He was like, he must have he must have picked up a copy of this somewhere because he literally was like, hey, what do you know about this? <laughs> I need a copy. And I was like, dude, it's like 60 bucks in decent condition. Yeah. I was like, that I don't stuff is really hard to find. I don't have a copy of it. Just I've never around. seen an Evil I, Dead comic ever. Oh, yeah. The, I mean, beyond like newer ones. I had some of the Space Goat stuff, which was like the stuff from you know, 10 years ago. Huh. Uh, it was good ish. Actually, I think it was probably better than the dynamite stuff, but yeah. Um, but that that fucking that Jaws two comic is nuts, uh, and I really want to get it. I really want a copy now too. I think nice. I think that the price of that book is about to go through the roof because everybody wants a copy now. Oh man, I read this that I got for like super cheap at a like a flea market. This is super dumb. Uh, obviously, from when Jaws was really popular. Uh, Superman action comics and it's like the shark it's like the Jaws oh, cover yeah, yeah. the shark is jumping up and it's got Superman's cape in its mouth Yep. and then in the inside it's uh, he fights the shark the DC villain but the way they do it is like somehow the shark and this little boy merge <laughs> into a shark and it's he has this weird power that makes everybody terrified of him so like Lois Lane is like, I'm the reporter. I'm gonna like get get the scoop on this shark man, and then she's like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so scared. Yeah, of course. I don't know. It's uh, yeah, it's a yeah, pretty yeah. That's yeah. Mm. I also got one where she says the same thing, except for it's Superman is turning into a tree. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Awesome. Uh, Harley Quinn annual number one. Continuing the story from the Harley Quinn regular yes. comic featuring a bunch of weird B characters. And there's a there's a pretty cool uh Jim Lee homage for the for one of the yeah. variant covers. Yeah. For the one of the hush covers. Um Harley Quinn the animated series real sidekicks of New Gotham special number 1. Yeah. Cool. It's good. I mean, they're doing a great job. Yeah, honestly, I have still not I have to actually start and I I, I you really do. I watched the first episode and was just like, uh, so they can say the C word or whatever, you know, it's like, it just like the language of it really kind of brought me down. But, um, I decided that I do need to see it because apparently it's really good. And eventually Guillermo from, uh, uh, what we do in the shadows becomes the voice of Nightwing. Uh, but anyway, uh, I read the six issue miniseries that, uh, yeah, the, the same killed. Yeah. Or, yeah. That one, which is and, also out in, uh, in hardcover this week. Oh, nice. Yeah. This is, uh, this does continue from that. Yep. And, um, I particularly, there's a subplot with, um, with the character Vixen, uh, where she is wearing her original, they like make her wear her original Vixen costume in it. Um, and I just think that's really funny. And then also there's a Batgirl story drawn by Erica Henderson in here. Oh, nice. That's so, awesome. Definitely cool. Cool. Uh, we got a Hellcop number 10. Yeah. Because Top Cow doesn't care about what fucking week it is. They'll put their <laughs> books out whenever. Uh, House of Slaughter number 8. Nice. Iron Fist number 5 of 5. I have not been following this run at all. I read it. It's fine. Uh, it's it's Danny Rand and Swordsman, right? Mm, the Iron Fist character is not Danny Rand. 
But isn't but Danny Rand is in it though, right? He is in it, yes. Yeah, and the the Iron Fist character is Swordsman from the oh. uh, the the Atlas, whatever the Agents of Atlas. Okay. Series. I didn't know who it was. It's just yeah. not a white guy anymore. Yeah. Which uh, it's, right on <laughs> is probably about time. Yeah. Uh, Joker hardcover volume two. Okay. I don't know. I I I really like this series to start, and then it fucking lost me. Oh, the the new Joker series, yeah, I yeah, wasn't the one a big where fan of it. Gordon goes to assassinate the Joker. Yeah, the 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 concept was super solid, but then it felt like it almost fell apart. Yeah, at some it just, point. or I just didn't like it. Yeah, I just I don't I don't I personally don't think the Joker can carry a solo book, but. Well, it was the thing was it was a Gordon and uh, Bane Bane's daughter book. Yeah, but I don't even I don't think Gordon can carry a. Uh, these are supporting characters. Right, they're exactly. not they're not compelling enough to float a real narrative. Yeah, no, I, I think know. you're right. I think it's like I, a one shot. It works, but yeah. like as a ongoing, it just is. I don't know. I think, it's just never worked for me. I think that what what could have worked would have been if this had been a. Gordon Bane's daughter like buddy cop story where <laughs> sure. they had to work together I would have I would have bought that I would have been I would have been down for that written by somebody who's funny you know like, yeah I mean there's like a Gail Simone writing that story I think would have been really fun there's a uh, there's a, a scenario you could create where I would buy that as a regular comic and it would involve a creative team for sure It it's more just like that's like of, like it's just a one shot it's yeah. like that's like a the only time that gordon has worked in long-term comics for me uh outside of the context of batman was gotham central and even then he was barely in that book i like the fish sticks he made in new gloucester it's gorton he's a, <laughs> he's the fish stick man damn it commissioner gorton Commissioner <laughs> gorton's of gloucester um okay uh we got loaded bible number six of six i think you skipped knights of x which is also out i skipped knights of x number five which, which is, is the final issue it is the final issue <laughs> and then loaded bible which is also oh wait I, that is the final issue is of also loaded the bible as final well issue of loaded bible which Finally broke my streak. I bought every comic of that up to the number four of this. And with the fourth one, I was just like, why am I spending money on this? It's so fucking bad. Uh, Magic Order number two, three of six. I'm sorry. The comic is great. You should buy it. It's called Magic Order three. And oh, it's that, number yeah. two of Magic Order three. Okay. God, I hate it when they do that. I wish they'd like make a subtitle. They should just call it Mark Miller's Netflix comics. <laughs> Part one, Magic Order three. Uh, yeah, Mark Millar should just basically be like, this is, what if Hogwarts was full of assholes? Yeah. I mean, isn't every Mark Miller comic? That's like, it. It's literally what like, if X was what filled if, with assholes. What if the Flash was an asshole? Uh, yeah. MPH or MBG yeah, yeah, or whatever yeah, it's called. Yeah. Um, uh, then what if the Justice League was an asshole? Yeah. It's that's uh, yeah. Whatever that other one was. That was Jupiter's yeah. legacy. Jupiter's legacy. Yeah. It's literally like, uh, what was the what was the one? Uh, what if uh, <laughs> Chrono Chrononauts? That was what if uh, what if Back to the Future was assholes? <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, 
it's crazy. It's crazy how much his stories are all what if famous property was assholes. Yeah, it's. I mean, I think it's entirely his brand, and uh, it's yeah, it's it's amazing for that whatever he, reason he it's just people are it. so dumb. What if James Bond was asshole? <laughs> Shit, that book was really good though. <laughs> Which one? That first one was really fun. Uh, the the James Bond knockoff. I can't even remember the oh, name. Oh, the, Kings, the, the Kingsman. Kingsman. The movies were actually pretty movies good. Movies were great. Allie I, loves them. And I actually really liked the comic. That part comic. where uh, where they killed Mark Hamill was hilarious. Oh, jeez. It, it starts off and it's like literally Mark Hamill gets kidnapped and then they try to rescue him and then he just like, I think he flies off a cliff in a snowmobile and dies. Huh. It was pretty great. All right. uh, it, was, it was well done. It was, you know. Sure. He's he's a funny guy. I I don't want to say that he's an untalented writer. I don't he think we has, ever said that. He has a. I, I don't want to accidentally imply that. Okay. Um, he is just. Uh, he has a shtick. He uh, okay. Moon Knight, Black, White, and Blood, number four. It's an art comic with Moon Knight stories by creators with a specific color palette. Color. A hey, uh, Just fine. Sure enough. Um. Pentagram of Horror, number five. Cool. Terrifying. Yeah. Phantasmagoria, number one. Yeah. In Victorian London, an intruder from here has been summoned <laughs> behind a series of gruesome killings. The mysterious Professor Hawk helps the Professor <laughs> pretty Bradley good. to get rid of the creature. Hawk is an old, powerful wizard, but he's not the only wizard in London, and others may not be on his side. That's pretty good. Today on ABC Family. (laughs) (laughs) I'm (laughs) yes. I'm working on my voiceovers. Uh, I need to get some voice work. Yeah, call me guys. Anyway, uh, what else have we got here? Some other comics. Some Poison Ivy. Poison Ivy. Here's a comic that uh, we didn't get at one point. I just didn't notice that they didn't ship it to us because just forgot. Oh. And people asked, and I was like, I don't know, I guess it just hasn't come in yet. And then I noticed that it hadn't shown up, and I was like, oh, fuck. So I reordered it. And there it is. Here it is. Uh, Power Rangers Unlimited Death Ranger, number one. The only thing off limits in this series is the very concept of limits. <gasps> oh, my God. <laughs> Would you say that the skies are empty because all the stars are... In this comic, yeah, that's the. Like, <laughs> Would you say that uh, I'm only going to need to use the edge of my seat? <laughs> I would. Oh my goodness! Would you yeah. say that in space, no one can hear me scream? Uh, I would. <laughs> would I, I, I'm still. It's not know, only his nose that grows. <laughs> <laughs> my most proud moment of like the three comic books that I ever made was my tagline of my my second comic, which was "In space, no one can hear your music." <laughs> And it's a guy flying through space with headphones. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. I was pretty into it. Damn, I really want to make a t-shirt of that that basically is in space. No one can hear your shitty band. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay, let's see. Red Sonia. 2021, number 12. Mm, and how? And how? Uh, Red Man, number three. Oh, yeah, that's good. It is really good. It is. It's. I right, checked it out based on your recommendation, and I thought it was pretty good. It's chock full of friggin' monsters. If you yeah. like kaiju comics, this is as kaiju as it gets. Nice. Um, so, here's here's something. Uh, this is a an interesting way that the world is changing. 
So, Sandman Universe number five comes out this week, uh, or Sandman Universe Nightmare Country number five comes out this week. This is a book that I really enjoyed, and I have said, this book is great, I love it, people should read it, has Just, sold for shit. Mm-hmm. I keep buying more copies than I need to because I like the book, and I have a lot of faith in it. As soon as Sandman came out, I've sold out of all the back issues. Oh, yeah. Because this one's the Corinthian, right? Yeah, yeah, it's the Corinthian. Yeah. And he's the big villain of the oh, okay. series. But, like, I was. That's not a thing that happens. Like, previous to this, you know, the Thor movie comes out, and Thor comics, it's like fucking tumbleweeds. Mm. You know, like, the Spider Man movie comes out. Nobody wants a Spider-Man comic. They're like, thank God I don't have to read these horrible comics anymore to get Spider-Man. I can look at a TV and he's right there. Oh, that's what huh. it feels like. Whereas this Sandman comes out and people are like, fucking a, I got to get this new Sandman book. Well, I don't know why it's working for this and not for other things. Welcome to my speculation corner where I postulate that most of the people checking out Sandman are yeah. not people who read Sandman, A. Yeah, true. B, are not inundated with many, many different comic books featuring Sandman or the Corinthian, and they do true. want more. So whereas Spider-Man, someone's like, oh, I love Spider-Man, they already have a lot of Spider-Man comics. There's so much Spider-Man content in the Somebody world. Somebody likes Thor, they already have a lot of Thor. It's Thor, true. There's, there's, there's decades, decades yeah, and decades yeah. and decades worth of comics. Whereas Sandman is like, sure, there's like, a couple decades worth but like one series came out monthly and then like but all these people are like what is this i never it's oh true. this is cool you know and, and there are aspects of the sandman series that are cool uh i i absolutely i i'm interested in this concept because the other thing that's true about that that i just realized is the fact that if you grab if you were to basically like get into a dunking machine where you had uh, five thousand Spider-Man comics uh-huh. and you just grabbed all of them with your arms, yeah, and then you were like, "Okay, cool, I've got you know X number of issues." You drop them on the table, and it's like, "Wow, this one he fights the Green Goblin. Eh, this one he fights the Green Goblin. This one's Venom, and this is you know a story where he's fighting Venom and he's ma- and he this one he's son- fighting six different villains at once. Okay, and they're but, sinister. But the thing is that there are going to be so many repeated themes. If you were to do the same thing with a Sandman series, yeah. you'd be like, "Oh, this is a story about a Zen monk who's protecting a kitten in the <laughs> in yeah. the desert." Oh, this one is is about a dragon that's building his his home out of the bones of his parent. This is, you know, like yeah. this is Yeah, it's different. a different it's a different it is, it's a different animal. Yeah, so so you are literally getting more information whereas I mean, I I love Spider-Man, but it is it's kind of more one note and I think the fact that you are going to get legitimate content out yeah. of extra Sandman stuff, yeah. I think is super cool. That I guess that makes a lot more sense now. Yeah, it the makes sense. it makes it. sense to me. Also, because it is specifically Corinthian based, and mm-hmm. the Corinthian is like one of the better aspects of the show. I think mm. um, it's certainly to me as a casual fan who had not read Sandman was the most compelling. As uh, someone who's always wanted to eat three different sandwiches at once. <laughs> I think one, two of which had to be tiny. I mean, they would they would all be little, tiny, little tiny sandwiches, like like you would get at a fancy party, like little 
little watercress sandwich sandwiches <laughs> that are cut cut into tiny pieces. Uh amazing. What a dream. Uh Scumbag Trade Paperback Volume Three. Is you it know, the final one? I'm not gonna tell you what this one's called. Because I don't want to. No, does it have a gross title? <laughs> sure, fine, I'll tell you. It's called Golden Brown Eye. <laughs> gross. Scumbag is a good comic. <laughs> it's Golden Eye, uh, but with a butthole. Thanks. With a butthole, so yeah. Um, it is Rick a good comic. Remender. If that even is your real name, which it totally isn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. Uh, yep. Yeah. It's good. Yeah, and, the comic is actually my I think, I think it is my favorite Rick Remender comic wow. that I have read. I like the scumbag a lot. That's I thought crazy. it was really good. It was like sort of Grant Morrison-y in terms of scope, but uh sort of totally lowbrow and like funny and the references. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It was just it was good. I still think Tokyo Ghost is my favorite. It's weird. That comic was fucking like I don't know. There was just yeah, something about one. it that hit a note for me of like the perfect version of a 2000 AD book combined with the perfect version of a Philip K. Dick thing combined with the perfect version of a really offensive, like weirdo, like heavy metal story. I don't know. I really, I really dug it. Yeah. But scumbag is funny and silly too. Uh, Hey, guess what? What? There's some Star Trek. Oh, Uh, this one's Picard Stargazer. Number one. Oh, it's got a big, uh, is it based on the Picard show? Uh, I hope it's based on the Robert Picardo uh, biography that I'm working on. Oh, okay. I don't know what that means. Uh, he was the hologram in Voyager? I don't remember. <laughs> uh, Star Wars Obi-Wan Kenobi, number four of five. Cool. Uh, yes, it's great. It's Obi-Wan, he's Kenobifying. <laughs> so good. Speaking of Star Wars, we get some of the vintage collection figures in that are awesome. Uh, it's I won't go into every single thing, but the clone troopers are really, really cool. And some of the Mandalorians are really cool, too. And then you can suffer through some dumb fucking Obi-Wans and normal looking <laughs> people. But I will say that we do have one of the famed Jizz Whalers, uh, <laughs> Dan 3. So, you know. Okay. Sorry. His name is Dan, uh, and uh, he is a jizz whaler. I don't know. He's one of the Cantina band, and the music that they play is jizz whale. Oh, I, I don't know what yeah, to tell you, man. It's true. That stuff. Uh, Superman, War World Apocalypse. Uh, the only thing I can say about this is, thank God this is done. Yeah, I think I think a lot of people will say that. Uh, also, the one thing I will say about this, because I did flip through it, uh, the what whoever's writing the authority characters like stop they have some midnight or apollo stuff going on in this that's just like they would not talk to each other this way like if you read those comics like there's no way they would yeah. t- be like oh you're okay babe <laughs> like it's just like fuck you no like uh, it's like and it's you know yeah. just fucking don't agree um, okay, so let's see. Sword Art Online, Girls Ops Graphic Novel Volume 8. I have no idea what's going on there. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, a Rennet figure. This is awesome. Um, they're finally doing some of the Mirage figures. Yeah. And they're totally based on the way that Eastman and Laird drew them. And Rennet is one of those weird characters from the comic 
that appeared early on, but just never appeared anywhere else. Huh. Like it just, she just kind of never carried through. So this is, I think the first time that she's ever been portrayed in figure form. Nice. Now it's you can pretty comp- awesome. Now you I can mean, complete the, co- the, the it's, comic book. It's honestly super weird. Cause she really does look just like her cover appearance. Like mm. it's like, it's dead on. It's a really good likeness. Um, I love it. So, Thunderbolts, number one. There's a new Thunderbolts. I liked it. Yeah, it was actually really good. I was surprised. I was I... on the fence. I was I was like, maybe I'll like it, maybe I'm not. I, there's a there's there's two characters in it that are uh, characters. characters that I like. Uh, yeah. No, I'm a big Monica Rambeau fan, and I'm yep, a big Hawkeye fan. And yep. this, I think, does kind of like use the the attitude of the yep. Hawk modern Hawkeye stories. Um, but the team is weird. Actually, the team is like super weird. Power Man sucks. He's actually I he didn't. The only one I think sucks is Grim and Gritty or whatever his name is. Oh yeah, Grim and he's he's there to die. I think. No, he's got some secret. He's gonna oh, be okay. like it's like so, Machine Man or okay. something. Like there's some secret that makes actually that would totally make sense. So I kind of liked that miniseries when Power Man first started, mm. but. I don't know. He feels like the thing I liked about this is that it's written like a team book where like the like a team book of like classic caliber, like yeah, a, yeah, like yeah. where all the characters have kind of I don't know. It really reminded me like it should to me. It's a more of a West Coast Avengers comic than a, no, than a Thunderbolts comic. That's exactly comic. what it is, and I'm excited about that. And, and they, they even, even kind they of, even yeah. make a joke about it. Yeah. Um. And but like I was saying about Power Man. It happened at the same time that that Lobo thing happened, and it felt like it was the same kind of thing. Like, it was like, let's just erase this character who's maybe too silly for a modern audience. Like, Luke Cage is too is too dated. <laughs> the dumbest thing about Luke Cage in this is that he's now... Well, I mean, it's fine to me, like the, the mayor, but the fact that he's wearing a yellow suit jacket Hell is yeah. so lame. I it's, it. like, so I cheesy. It. I love it, but it's also... Also, the redesign for Taskmaster is not good. I yeah, that's not great. It's not yeah. Good. Oh, I envy anyone who can wear yellow. It's a good look. Guts and glory is the name of Guts this character. Guts and G U T S O N like yeah. like Grayson. Like, yeah, my name's Gutson. He's kind of like Forge. I actually thought really, maybe he was Forge, I thought but he was I think Forge too. He can't be forged. But he's too buff. The only th- also another thing I don't understand about this is how America Chavez can be in this and Defenders, but Man. you know whatever. That doesn't bother me at all. Well, Defenders Beyond is really good, so yeah. I, I mean, and she's written really well in that comic. I feel like she didn't. This one's more like yeah, kind of. I've I have I have voiced my my issues with her as a character just because she's so overpowered. I don't know how to feel. Well, about they solve that in this because she's less powered. Is she? I don't think I noticed that. She can't teleport anymore. Oh, really? She Thank makes her fucking god makes ne- her throw up. Now do it to magic. <laughs> that, now, actually, did you read the last issue of New Mutants? No. Oh man, did they sh- fix magic? They, it's the best magic story I've read in a long they've time. Got to depower her because she's just insane. Like she is a god. Yeah. Like she is. Well, Jesus, did you read X Men this week? We'll no, get there. I didn't. No. Speaking of Shit, god level powers. No. Oh, okay. It's actually one that I was kind of into, though. All right. 
Uh, I will mention quickly that we have Transformers Generation Selects Deluxe DK2 Guard, which is just a, a new black version of the old uh, hmm, ambulance. I can't remember his name. Wambulance. Wambulance. Uh, Transformers Last Bot Standing number four is out. Cool. It's cool. Transformers Broken Glass 2 number one is out. Vampire Hunter D Omnibus Volume 2 is out. And Vampire Slayer, a.k.a. Buffy, mm-hmm. is out. Vampire Ella is out. Who cares? Oh, my God. This it, it, There is some fucking wackety, wackety, wackety weird shit in this fucking Vampirella comic. Really? It's is called it Vampirella. Good? No, it's oh, terrible, okay. man. Oh. It's like... Um, yeah, yeah. Vampirella it's Vampirella Year, year One, one and there's two. like this pregnant Vampirella in it, but it's like the art... Oh, God, dude. Oh. <laughs> Pregarella. Got it. No, I'm I'm fine with Vampirella. It's like se- sexy preg. Like they draw her like she's yeah, like I'm that. Cool. Yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> I'm cool. It's fucked up. Uh, how? But you know, it's great. Vampires Carmilla. Yeah, I actually really like Vampires Carmilla. What a cool fucking series. Yeah, I actually I decided I'm going to get all the ones I don't have yet because you good. you have most of them it's here. Good so stuff. The store baggages. Variants number three of five. I am not reading this. I'm not either. It's Gail Simone. Um, Why am I not reading this? I love Gail Simone. I don't know. I actually looked for some the back issues. I couldn't find them. I I assumed you still have them. We're just doing a bad job of putting them out on the show. You did have that flood. Fucking (laughs) Um, Okay, so we only find them when they're dead, number 13. Just like some of the stuff in the basement, if you know what I'm saying. And uh, wild cards, drawing of cards. Okay. I don't know what's going on in this one. No idea. Um, Like I said, I did just finally read this, which I really loved. Oh, this is, so this is the beginning. Uh, This is the, the, this is just a retelling of the original, the original novel. So this is the, this is the story of where Jet Boy is over, over New York and he's fighting the weird supervillain who has captured the alien virus and accidentally releases it creating the wild card virus that turns everyone into superheroes or jokers uh, making them either into amazing people with amazing powers killing them or turning them into horrible mutants with horrible deformities that pain them their whole lives I see Uh, and they are relegated to a place called Joker Town hmm that book is fucking great. <laughs> I really enjoyed it. I always um, want it to be written by Orson Scott Card for some reason because it's Wild Cards. <laughs> I always like think it's him, but it's not. It's no J R H. It's it's. Oh wait, no. Who is it that writes it? Everybody. It's a it's a weird. It's oh. like a, it's a jam. It's it's just a bunch of. It's almost like uh, it's just a bunch of short stories written by. Uh, like 12 different writers okay and all edited by George R.R. R. Martin who like kind of compiles it and there's a there's an overarching narrative and everybody gets to tell a piece of this story in their own way where it's like this is my story of what's going on with this drug dealer in Joker Town and this is you know this is the story of Jet Boy the golden age hero who's doing this thing and and it all pieces uh, together to make this giant narrative, and it's really clever and really fun. It's sort of like a, it's an engineered version of just basically what happened naturally with the Marvel Universe, where 
just by writing all of these characters and having them cross over, you essentially create a universe ah. that feels populated where they did this intentionally. They're like, this is how it happens. These are all the characters. They're going to go through all these adventures, blah, blah, blah. So it's super clever. Hmm. Um, but you know what else is clever? What? Uh, nothing. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, we only find them when they're dead, but we've already talked we about already that. Said that one. Wonder Girl 2022 annual, annual number one. That's good. I'm really happy that they're doing something with Wonder Girl again. It, it, yeah, like it actually continues from the yeah. the stories previously. It, like I've said this a million times, but I think she's a much more interesting character, uh, and I think I don't think that that means we need to get rid of Wonder Woman or Diana needs to go away. No, but I think that this character deserves to have their own own. They do need to story, and it needs to be fleshed out, and yeah, it's fun. They do need to. Um, do something with the art. There's too many like weird art style shifts. I mean, honestly, if they had put Joelle Jones on this book, well, she but she can't do it regularly. She's no. like she just can't. Like she, they should like if she had just drawn this, yeah, sure. But like they, I don't they're know, not going like, to pay her just, that much to draw yeah. this. It's not popular no. enough, unfortunately. Um, but either way, it's cool. I'm really happy that she's back. Uh, X Force number thirty one is a comic book. Mm-hmm. Okay, X Men number fourteen. What the fuck? It's uh like I've been. I mean, one of the reasons why like, I don't know. I just Iceman is like he's my guy, and uh, <laughs> Iceman has uh, some epic shit go down in this issue. Well, I mean that that was always the thing was that he was an Omega level mutant. That well, he does some Omega level shit in this. Super one. was too too doofy to like to use it. Yeah, no, this is a cool-ass fucking Iceman comic, and then he gets this cool, like, media moment at the end. Nice. Uh, but it's basically, like, a, it's almost entirely Iceman with some backup from the X-Men team. I, so far, have bought now uh, both issues since him and Firestar joined the X-Men. Oh, interesting. And Firestar gets a new costume. And, I this. mean, this is, this, is the, this is the time. This is the, this is the payoff to this whole everybody's an asshole storyline. Yeah, you know, we're finally getting to the point where there are going to be consequences for all of them being assholes, and you know, like, why have they been doing these things? And so this, you're starting to see things unravel. You're starting to see that there's like legitimate villainy going on with yeah. Professor X and all of this stuff. So I'm excited to see this this yeah. part because I don't know. It feels like it's gone on long enough in this world, and it has touched too closely to the. Even I, who has enjoyed this whole run, feel like it's gotten too close to being an inhuman story where they're, you know, rich yeah. pricks. Yeah. You know, they feel like... Elite. Yeah, exactly. If it's uh, if you're if you're having a Caddyshack tournament, they're going to be the snobs and not the slobs. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yep, I do. Um, so, I yeah, I mean, I don't love I'm not saying they this. should have a Caddyshack tournament, but would you know what? honestly be all about That miniseries might be pretty great. Um, yeah, no, I, uh, I'm, I'm not like in any way arguing. Is Muty uh, Shack too insensitive to the fictitious <laughs> characters? I, I'm not arguing for this being like the best X-Men comic I've ever read. I just, I liked it because a character I like does cool shit in it and is acts like a good guy. Uh, and you know, it works for me, but, uh, I'm very much looking forward to, the point where the X-Men feel like X-Men again. Yeah. And you can see that it's coming. Yeah. I mean, there's no question it's coming. So 
Excellent. And that's pretty much what we got for you this week. Um, we managed to keep it in under an hour. Ooh. Good job, everybody involved. That's the two of us. That's me and you. Um, so, uh, yeah, there you go. Follow us at Coast City Comics on Instagram. Uh, you can go to Facebook if you really hate yourself. Um, it's also I'm um, Actually Comics. I'm um, Actually Instagram. Comics on Instagram. You can also uh, go to the website and subscribe to the newsletter, which is a thing get that it. I spend time writing every week for some reason. And then you get to know what comics are coming out that week. Exactly. And yeah, it's got a link to all the new comics and all that kind of crap and uh, some other stuff. Some things that I choose to spotlight. And uh, what else? Um, I don't know what else. Um I don't know if this is going to happen yet. We haven't really figured it out, but uh, I would like to say that there's a good chance that we're going to have a screening of uh, of Blood Diner in early October with Jackie Kong showing up. Um, so that'll be fun uh, if you want to catch that amazing thing. Hopefully, we'll be doing that. Uh, we've got some. We're just kind of figuring out a venue right now mm. it was supposed to be the fifth and we're not 100 percent sure space gallery is getting back to me tomorrow so we will see um and that's it uh i don't know what else is going on nothing and eh, nothing nothing for me perfect all right then thank right. you all for listening and we will see you next week oh and also listen to the fun box monster podcast we are doing psycho cop returns this week <laughs> sweet uh, as we did Psycho Cop last week. Nice. <laughs> All right. Good night, everybody. Bye.